Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Playbook. This week's guest is Breno. Breno, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you kind of coming down and uh, being on this week's show. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Awesome. So we'll kind of go ahead and jump right into it, Breno. Um, when kind of first thing we like to do is take a trip down memory lane. So obviously there came a pivotal moment in your life where you're kind of contemplating becoming a real estate agent, kind of got the wheels in motion in your mind there and eventually started to execute on becoming a real estate agent and getting licensed. What inspired you to get licensed and become a realtor? I mean, really, I always knew that I wanted to work a job in which um, I didn't have to sit in an office, work that nine to five. I always wanted to have my own ceiling on what I work and the work that I put in and, and what I get out of it. Um, I also had a couple of buddies that were in the business, actually in our brokerage, and they were showing me their success and what they were doing and what it took, and I decided to take the job. Okay, awesome, man. And then prior to real estate, what were... You know, what was some of your background? What were some of the jobs or things you might have been involved in before coming a licensed realtor? So really, I moved here to the United States, grew up in Brazil, moved here to the United States when I was young, about eight years old, went to school here, and then uh, really just finished up high school and then started working some with my dad, did some car sales, um, was a coach for a little bit earlier in my high school days, actually, and then um, went to college and, and always just, like I said, always knew that I wanted to have my own business essentially and, and work for myself. So right. this is kind of where. Just kind of be in control of your own destiny. Exactly, exactly. So we always try to, you know, take what attributes or skill set agents kind of develop over past endeavors and then they were able to carry over to give them success in real estate. So car sales, obviously, you know, you're interacting with people, you know, it's a sales related job. What are some of the things that you think you learned from working with your dad on the lot there selling cars? that kind of helped you develop skills and attributes that you carried over in real estate and started to put in practice? Oh, just taking a deep dive in the market, seeing what's available, finding these cars, finding where they're at and, and checking them out, make sure it's a good product before we make a purchase. So you're part of the acquisition process as well? All of it, all okay. of it really, because it, it was a smaller dealership, so we were, we were in there deep and uh, doing it all. Okay, and then when it came to the sales, were you, was it pretty much people inquiring online, over the phone? Was everybody coming to the lot? How did it work when you were going to sell the cars? It was it was pretty much all online, okay. listing the cars online and, and getting it sold online. And they would, they would come in in person once it was listed and then um, meet with them in person, obviously, and, and sell it in person. So being like, you know, a lot of your, uh, you know, obviously your sales are coming from your sphere, past clients, things of that nature, but also working leads, online leads. Mm -hmm. Did some of that background that you had from the dealership kind of help put skills in place that you were able to use for your home uh, buyers and sellers because you're able to kind of used to that structure of working online until you met them in person? Yeah, I, I think so. I think the structure a little bit, but I think also at the same time, it's it's completely different because you're not tied down to those cars. Um, you're, you're working for yourself and you're trying to sell yourself as a great agent for them and who they should be working with versus a specific home. Mm -hmm. So it, it is a little bit different as far as the software and being able to go online and, and talk to these people for the first time. Yeah, I guess that translates a little bit, but um, it, it's, it's still a little bit different, I think. Okay. Okay. So different, but kind of same process, but different yeah. systems and techniques. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Awesome, man. So you're kind of, you know, selling cars there uh, with your dad on the lot. You're handling everything from the acquisition to the sale. So pretty much nuts and bolts of the industry working it. Um, you're talking to friends. They're telling you, hey, real estate, this might be a great fit for you. You can make a lot of money. Back in your mind, you know, you kind of want to be the master of your own destiny. Mm -hmm. You're like, hey, I'll put in the work. I don't want to be a nine to five t in a cube all day. 
I'm willing to work the nights and weekends, whatever it takes to kind of be in control of everything. But what's one thing I always like to ask? What's one thing you did not expect um, in real estate once you got licensed? Oh, really? The amount of work? You think you're getting away from a nine to five, but you're really not. Yeah. You're, you're putting in more work than a nine to five, I believe. But um, it, it, it's that's definitely unexpected. Yeah. And I think that goes for any self-employed job, really. Oh. I mean, how was it when you when you guys were working the lot there, especially the acquisition and sales, I'm assuming? that was. I think that was a different phase in my life. I was still in school. I wasn't so serious about it. Got it, it wasn't like, I want to make it as this. Mm-hmm. Um, real estate, I really want to make it in. So it's it's a completely different mindset, mindset for you. Yeah. Exactly. I, it's, it's embodied me. It's everything that I am now, and it's every day for me. It's not just, you know, I do this on the side, do school. It's kind of dabbling. It's really full on. Full committed, all in. Mm-hmm. You know, all your chips on the table. Exactly. So I know one thing too is in talking to Debbie, you're you volunteered to be in the advanced coaching program. Mm-hmm. Um, she's speaking very highly of you, of your, as you're one of the agents who are excelling in her program. Mm-hmm. What are some things that, from being held accountable and possibly a higher level of coaching, some a little bit more management, like looking in the numbers, showing you different things. Are you finding that's helping you in your business? So I was kind of hesitant at first because I didn't want to be micromanaged. Mm-hmm. But then I really bought into the idea of, wow, this could be something good because I'm, I'm all about my numbers. And if she's tracking the numbers and she's seeing that it's working and she's looking at the data, OK, I took, you know, three new leads this week and, and it's panning out to this. Maybe I need to go to four or five new leads this week to pan out to that. I really like being able to look at that. And she's been able to help me greatly with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there and my coaching organizations that I've kind of grew up in, you know, I've heard several slogans, and one of them was the path is in the math. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in all the analytics, everything. You could find your success, you could find your weakness, your strengths, what you need to work on, what needs to be improved, what you're excelling at, and and the math. And the more things you track, and the more things that you're kind of focused on, and, and you know, studying regularly, the better that you're going to improve. Plus, you'll know kind of what to do a deeper dive on and go all in on because you're having success. Yeah, and I thought, you know, throughout my life, I've always wanted to be a little bit more organized, track those numbers, you know, mm-hmm. put everything into my calendar. And so I thought it was a good opportunity with, you know, Debbie and, and the help of Allison and everybody else for me to do that, not just for my business itself, but for me as a whole, being able to grow and put everything in my calendar, be more organized and be able to expand my business a little bit, bit more mm-hmm. and not be so overwhelmed by, you know, I got to call this person, or I got to do this, and it's all in my head. I got to be able to put it all out there so that I could see it on the computer or see it in a notebook and, and go from there. So what it, what it sounds like is you're able to kind of develop a structure, like your days before you're working, but, you know, where I'm visualizing and I've been there before, you're all over the place. Exactly. So you always seem busy, but you might not be accomplishing that much. Do you know what I mean? And then at the same time, you know, you're hesitant as everybody is before they get in coaching. They're like, you know, one, nobody wants to be criticized. Nobody wants somebody kind of riding them all the time, coming down on them every day with the same things. But in, in the coaching, you know, they uh, and several organizations I was with, they said accountability is the truest form of love. People care about you and they want to see you ex- excel. And the reason that sometimes it gets a little tough and they might be, you know, micromanaging or riding is just because they want to see you succeed. And then do you feel that you were hesitant from doing that? And the reason I'm asking you not to put you on the spot mm-hmm. Um, by any means, but there's a lot of agents who probably should have done it, who didn't. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to understand what more that hesitation would be, because I've always kind of been 
you know, growing up in sports, I've been in coaching, um, you know, pretty much my whole career here in real estate. And I've always kind of gone towards it. I like the accountability. I like things like that. What do you think were some of the other things that might deter people think, from doing it? I think it? if you believe in the accountability that you're being held to, I think that it could go two different ways. I think if you're not buying into it and you don't believe in what they're doing, you're going to go against it and you're not going to want to do it. But if you really buy in, you're going to go all the way. Mm -hmm. and, and I think, like you said, with coaching, if you have a coach or whatever it is that you're not buying into what they're doing, you're not going to play your best. You're not going to do your best. But if you are, if you have a good coach and, and they're holding you accountable and you believe in the program, you believe in the structure, you're going you're gonna to exceed. You know, even great athletes like Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, you know, they all had coaches. And I think it's not emphasized enough, especially in business. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gives you that accountability. Like, it's even like... You know, kind of going to the gym, you know, it's one thing kind of go, but sometimes you might want to take off. But those who have personal trainers are like, all right, I'm paying for this. I'm more kind of committed to that time and obligation. I think another big go. thing, too, is being able to look at the people that have that success and kind of copy what they do and use them as a coach, even though they're not titled a coach or they're not holding you accountable to anything. But being able to have a conversation with people that are where you want to be at, I think that's super important yeah, as well. Like a mentorship type? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or just kind of success mm -hmm, mm -hmm, kind of watch what they're doing and you don't need, you know, just, just see the way that they move and behave and, and kind of imitate that yourself. Almost kind of like shadowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. So, you know, we kind of talked about a little bit about your past experience, you know, what you did there working cars that are going through school, coming into sales, kind of getting the mindset right, now being coaching, doing things at a higher level. You know, you didn't expect kind of the work when, when getting licensed that was going to take to um, become a successful realtor. Um, but now that you kind of have all the knowledge, you're committed, you're, you're working, you're fully focused, tunnel vision, getting all the distractions kind of out of your head. What's the one thing, Breno, that you're currently all in at now to ensure that you have that success and continue to build on it? So it, it's it's like I said again. We're circling back. It's it's every day. Um, it's weekends too. It's Friday, Saturday, Sundays. It, it's it's all the time. And I know it's important to have a little bit of time to yourself. But at my age and where I'm at with my life, I'm able to kind of commit those longer periods of time and, and into diving into the business. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, man. So what what I'm hearing is if you were to say, hey, what's the one thing right now? I'm all in on it. It's I'm not, I'm staying laser focused and work ethic every day. I'm every all day. In. And then obviously, you know, if I want to take a couple of days off and, and go somewhere, you know, take a little trip there, it's it's nice to do. But you got to plant the seed and you got to be working every day to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I'm going to kind of piggyback off that. One of the main things that I see agents struggle with, that's always like a question of how do I do this or that it's work life balance, which I think really isn't a work-life balance issue. It's more of a time management issue, a calendar. Why don't you share some tips or tricks on how you manage your calendar to ensure that, hey, you're doing everything you need to do for your business, but also if you have personal obligations, you're able to kind of meet those. It's kind of being flexible with your calendar. As uh, You got to stick to it, obviously, but say, you know, you know you're taking a trip in two weeks. Start doing the things that you were going to have to do on, say, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever you're taking off. Try to do those beforehand. Switch those around in your calendar and still be available. The great thing about this this business is that you're still able to make calls. Mm -hmm. I know you're on vacation, but if somebody needs you, you're able to answer the phone. Um, you're still able to slightly work, but it's a more casual work. You're able to be away from, you know, the computer, but still be in touch with your clients and not, you know, just disappear. So I think it's a good, it's a good balance. Yeah. 100% man. So what I'm hearing is just don't procrastinate with you, right? You're like, Hey, I'm, I'm taking this shit seriously. I'm not 
going to wait to the last minute. If I'm going on vacation, I'm not like watching the clock, counting down the minutes and hours, things like that. You're like, hey, I'm, I'm taking care of what I need to, making sure my clients are serviced. Everything I need to take care of while I'm here, I'm going to do. And then I'm going to ensure that I have the technology, the software, my laptop, my phone, everything that I need when I'm away. And it feels it's good to be able to do business like that. Yeah, I think 100%. it's healthy. And I, I've heard you say as well, if you take long extended periods of break in this breaks in this business, it's going to trickle down. Say you take a month off, it's going to be another month or two for you to be able to catch back up. So if you're taking these extended breaks, you're going to need to be able to continue to wow. work through those breaks or you're screwed. 100%. I always say like, if you take a week off, it's usually going to affect a month. You take a month off, it's going to affect a quarter. You take a quarter off, that could be a year. Yeah. Because exactly. there's so much, it's almost like dieting, right? You know, like you'll go on a diet and I mean, obviously you're in much better shape than I am. If I go on a diet, I'll, I could be strict, 60 days, boom, 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 workout, eat right, all that. Might drop 15, 20 pounds, whatever it is. But one week I'm off, back to eating, drinking what I want, not hitting the gym, not sticking to a regiment. I could put all that back on two months back in a week. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the opposite of that in real estate with a work ethic. I think if you go hard for 60 days and you get this momentum, you got these clients, you yeah. feel good about yourself. You're like, hey, I'm gonna t pause, I'm gonna go take a break. Well, that one week break just compromise it the next month or you take you get one big closing two big closings three big closings and you're like oh wow you know i got myself a good month or two you're like oh i did really good and then you kind of slow down a little Absolutely. bit you pump on the brakes and then you feel that two months later 100 percent, man i i couldn't agree anymore so, gotta stay hungry yeah yeah all, at all times at all times so you know breno obviously you're coming to a lot of success here you you've experienced success as an agent you're performing at a high level in this advanced coaching, you know, really kind of taking your career to the, the next level now. Um, there's a lot of agents out there, maybe they're kind of where you were when you were talking to your friends and thinking about going the process, they're thinking about getting licensed, maybe they're in the process of getting licensed, or maybe they're newly licensed and struggling in real estate. I know you talked a lot about work ethic, so you know, I'm gonna wanna try to share another tip with them, but if you were to give a tip to a struggling agent or a new agent or somebody to get licensed, and they get licensed, what would be the one thing your one advice, hey, go all in on this. I know we've talked a lot about work ethics. What would be number two? Honestly, make the jump. But if you're not willing to commit 100%, don't do it. Mm -hmm. I've, I've had friends that are wanting to do it part-time. I tell them, honestly, you're better off not doing it. Mm -hmm. If you want to do it, do it 100%. Yeah. Or okay. don't do it at all. 100%, man. I always say it's the hokey pokey effect. You can't have one foot out, one foot in. I guess they could if that's what they wanted to do, but you're not going to see the success that you expect from it if you don't do it like that. Yeah, but I, th I just think right now with the demands of today's consumer, all the knowledge and information that you constantly have to learn, mm -hmm. how it's constantly, quick, so quickly and rapidly evolving and changing, how fast you have to pivot and move from technology or styles of doing business to kind of keep up with your audience, that even if you were thinking you could have some success with a part-time agent, I think those days yeah. are going to be far oh, And between. you're going to be doing your clients a disservice. Nobody wants an agent that's not keeping up, that's not in the field, that doesn't know what they're talking about. So you're, you're going to do Can't get them in a home because they got yeah, another job. Yeah, you, yeah, that as well. Sometimes you got to do, you got to be flexible. Your, your clients want to see something. You got to be able to jump in there and do it. Um, sometimes there's limited availability. Sometimes there's a lot of showings going on. You got to take what you can get. And if you're working another job, then you might not right. be able to be there for your client. And now you're bad agent for your client. They deserve someone else. You'd want them to work with someone else for their best benefit. 100%, man. I couldn't say it more. So, you know, my takeaways in talking to you today, Breno, is, you know, if you're wanting to be a real estate agent, you want to have success as you have had, some of the key things is be ready to work, mm -hmm. be committed. If you're, if you're just kind of thinking about it, don't even do it. 
and then, you know, kind of stick to your schedule and make sure you plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of things that it seems that have helped you get where you're at and are going to continue to help you evolve and bust through ceilings and get to the next level. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome, man. Well, Bruno, for all the um, buyers and sellers out there in the Tampa Bay market, you know, whether it's uh, Hillsborough County, Pasco County, uh, Pinellas County, as far as south as Sarasota County, if um, there's any buyers sellers that are interested in kind of working with you here, it, whether it's purchasing a home or selling a house, uh, we're going to post this on all the social media sites as well. But what's the best phone number and email address they can reach you at? Uh, anybody can reach me at 813-760-7012. Again, my name is Breno Vieira. Um, a good email is Breno, B-R-E-N-N-O, at 54realty.com. Any of those would work. Awesome, Breno. Well, we greatly appreciate you being a guest on this week's podcast. It's been a pleasure. Awesome, man. And we greatly appreciate all of you for tuning in to another episode, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.